0: What's happening, my Jack family? Coach Scott here. Welcome to another episode of the Jacked After 40 podcast. I've got another incredible episode coming at you today. Once again, I'm joined by one of my coaching clients, Mario. He's been on podcast uh, a few times in the past. I'm going to link down below in the description uh, to those podcasts because they are just filled with golden nuggets, relatable insights um, that I'm sure are going to have a very positive impact on your transformation journey of getting lean and staying lean after 40. Uh, So, in today's podcast, we kind of touch base, starting off uh, talking about some changes he's made to his lifestyle since he was last on the podcast. Uh, We discuss some challenges he's faced uh, since he was last on the podcast. We talk about um, things that he's doing to improve, like what are his current goals? Like, at this stage of the game, staying lean... When muscle gains come at a slow and steady pace, how he is measuring progress, uh, the the goals that he has set for himself, for his body, for his life. We have some deep conversations on mindset. Um, We talk about what he's doing between sets to improve his shoulder health, his shoulder mobility, just some incredible insights all around, across the board. You are going to love uh, the conversations that we have here. And in future podcasts, if you have any, I'm definitely going to be having Mario on once again, like many times in the future. So if you have any questions that you'd like me to ask Mario in future podcasts, please be sure to drop them down in the comment section below and share some love for us by smashing that thumbs up button. And if you know a fellow bro who would benefit from watching today's podcast or listening to it, uh, please do a favor and share it with them. So
1: here we go. Let's get to the footage right now. Yeah, absolutely. And I I'm, I'm, I've continued to tweak and optimize and that's part of the fun of it. I mean, the last time I was on, I think I mentioned that I would get up in the morning and just get into the gym like a bat out of hell, but I wanted to get it done and win the day and and then since then I've realized I need to prioritize those early golden hours and make sure that I leverage that clarity to do some deep work, throw in a little bit of that low intensity cardio and then, and then, uh, and then get into the gym. And, and I realized everybody has their particular challenges and their particular obligations and I cannot honor that precise schedule every day due to work constraints or, and, and other things, but that is my, my goal. And. As long as I can do that, there's a lot of satisfaction in just keeping to that ritual. And, and you make small little changes that only you are going to notice, but there is a satisfaction because you know that you're improving your health and you're improving your physique. And, and uh, yeah, so it's, it's, it's a lot of fun, really. It's the life of a natural <laughs> to have Yeah, that. yeah, It's what it is. <laughs>
0: one hundred percent, and I think um, I think one of the reasons why people get stuck in that bulk and cut approach is because you can. It's easy to see progress in some shape or form, like fat loss. Definitely you see the scale going down. You're like, all right, I'm I'm moving. I'm, I'm what I'm doing right now. It's 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 working. When you're in muscle building phase, you see the scale going up. So you're like, it may not be muscle you're building, but at least you're like, all right, I'm moving in there. I'm, I'm gaining. I'm gaining. So I know I'm doing the right thing. Whereas like, when you kind of, when when gains do come at a slow place and you, and, and you end that whole bulking cutting thing, like you, it's tough to find measurable things to, to track in regards to our progress. So then you do, you got to start looking at different things, like how feeling better, like, how are you feeling? How are you moving through your days and different things that mean more to you? So, um, yeah, it's been great to see you really cranking up cardio type stuff and just looking at how how can i improve my overall health my overall condition Mm -hmm. my overall well-being more than anything it's it's great to see you focusing on the mindset gains um just as much as the physical gains as well so let's uh man there's just so much so much i want challenges like have I mean, it's sure, it's not all sunshine and rainbows throughout this journey, throughout this process. Have there been any like big struggles for you to to kind of work around in regards to a hectic work schedule? You moved, you just recently uh, moved cities once again. We've been in this different lockdown situations. Like, what's have you have you overcome any challenges? Like, what's uh, what what have been struggles been like for you throughout this process?
1: You know, the way that I handle challenges to sticking to the ritual is, is just by doing my absolute best to make the practice non-negotiable and prioritizing it. And just, I do everything I can to stick to it. And if I can't stick to it, I, I make it up to myself. I mean, I, I just don't allow myself to um, come up with too many reasons why. It's just not possible, and I know that there are going to be times when I'm not going to be able to honor it because of travel because of work, but I just I just want to sort of balance the scales uh, later and, and make sure that I've performed what I need to perform to continue um, meeting my targets for the week and a lot of people they find a variety of reasons not to prioritize their health and I know that in, in what we do some might say that um, we devote uh, too much time to it or, um, that it's, that it, it, it's not necessary to do some of the things that we do, but honestly, I believe this is a really solid path for longevity, uh, to, to do it the way we do it. And, And I guess for that reason, I, I just try to overcome the challenges as best I can, but yes, of course, time constraints work, uh, can be really demanding and, uh, Sometimes you're balancing the need to get some sleep against the need to perform something else. So I think we all have similar challenges and some people have more responsibilities with family than other people. Some people have a job that is more of an always connected 24 seven type of job. Some people have night shift work. We're all facing uh, some kind of challenge in our our lives. Uh, And in my case, I would say it's overwhelmingly work demands and uh, peculiar hours that I sometimes need to keep that are going to throw off my my sleep um but uh, yeah the, the, those things
0: the tip, so typical typical challenge different. stuff that that yeah, yeah like I said a lot of, a lot of guys face but the, the, the thing that stands out for me from from what you were just discussing there is like it, it's like the routine, the habits just establishing that it's it's more of just it's embracing the process so we, we may not have these, Outcome goals that we're striving for, like an X weight to to gain or to lose. It's process goals and just knowing the feeling of satisfaction that we get from just just executing on a daily basis. It just gives us a a sense of accomplishment. We know we're doing things that are going to serve us in the long term and just we enjoy it at the same time as well. Maybe sometimes more, some days better than others, but uh, it's just the executing uh, brings about positive feelings for us. It's a reason to celebrate.
1: I just wanted to address one thing that you, you said that, that, that reminded me of something and it's around the difficulties of persevering when you don't have an obvious goal or a number that you're chasing and that sort of thing. And and as we, I think we've discussed, humans are target oriented. We're always looking for something to shoot for. And that's why so many people doing this, uh, uh, who are physique enthusiasts? They move the goalposts all the time, and they're they reach a goal and then they're dissatisfied because once they reach the goal, they're looking for the next goal, and they don't celebrate enough their their victories. You know, we see that, and and you hear all the time that you know, well, you're going to reach that goal, and then you're just going to you're going to have a you're going to be satisfied briefly, and then you're going to have to move on to the next goal. And I just think you need to get over that kind of mentality because uh, I think one of our mutual friends on Facebook posted recently and said that uh, at a certain age, maintenance is akin to improvement. Um, and I, I'm not quite there yet. I still believe I can, I can make really significant improvements in the years to come, but there is a certain I, integrity to that.
0: I, I agree hundred percent. There's been a few, a few men in their 40s or 40s and 50s that I've seen express that same sentiment. And, and in the big picture, like when you you kind of look at realistic expectations, and we're like you get to a point where muscle gain, like muscle, it's tough to even just maintain your muscle mass. Uh, it's tough to maintain your strength, and it's going, it's going to start to, no matter what you're doing, it's a big reason why they have weight uh, age classes and like powerlifting strength does kind of go down with uh with age at a a certain point so just maintaining is a victory to some people but yeah you want to try to you still want to do your best to eke out your potential i think there's so much potential within us you keep striving you do your best but you got to set those realistic expectations i think that'll lead tie into our, our next topic here body image and and kind of looking at others as what they're, what they're stating, the physiques that they have, trying to comparing ourselves to others, uh, comparing to what you hear them talking about, uh, all that different stuff, how kind of counterproductive it can be to our own success. So curious to see, like like you, we've had some conversations, but you're just kind of like, you've now set this, like your best right now, you're at your best is your baseline and you're just trying to improve from here rather than comparing to others now. So kind of talk about how you've evolved from, uh, cause I know in the beginning you're, you, you always used to send me pictures of these different guys in their fifties and so I want to look like this guy. I want to look like this guy. And, and I'm not seeing that anymore. It's not that it's, it's bad. Like you can admire their physiques and it can give you some inspiration, but trying to like, oh, I got to, how come my waist isn't quite as narrow as them, with right? All these different little things. So uh, talk, talk on those lines of body image and comparison and, and where you're at now compared to where you were before.
1: Yeah, definitely. I, I didn't experience too much of that uh, toxic uh, comparison syndrome. But I, and I'm pretty inspired. I mean, I, I was inspired by this, this guy, John Lukavaki, who's basically my uh, identical uh, age and, and height and weight. And I, he's got a great, great attitude and he's trying to live his best life. He's an industrialist and influencer. And I sent you a couple of shots of him. And I think I, I think you actually got me within range of him in 2021. And that was a, a big ask. And I, I had shown you that picture early on in the process. And you, you said, hey, you know, that's, that's impressive. That's something to shoot for. And that excellent outcome that we've had in 2021 is indeed now my new um, baseline just like all of the rituals and the success habits that I've internalized and locked in are my new baseline. I don't put as a goal for every day, you know, complete your training and complete this and complete that. It's just programmed. Um, I it's non-negotiable and if I don't get to it, you know, I'll work it out, but it's not something I need to fight with myself about and negotiate with myself about anymore. And now, you know, I'm, 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 I have some other people in mind that I'm inspired by, and you're certainly one of them, but a couple of guys my age. So anyway, um, realistic ideas around uh, progress in the gym. I mean, as I said, there's the natural element that we have to factor in. And uh, that's it's just it's, if, if, you're, if you're not enhanced, you're kind of playing a little bit of a different game. But I really like the natural process. I, I like the quality of the muscle you can build when you are a natural and, and uh, it's very satisfying. I feel like I'm doing something that's really um, supporting my longevity. And I just wanna mention um, uh, my dead hangs have really improved since I've started working with you. I, I could only do barely a minute before and now I do two minutes dead hang just as part of my daily mobility routine. And I'm really pleased with that as a, as a basic longevity um, metric. So thank you for
0: that. I'm going to let, let's go off on that tangent for a second before we get back to the body image stuff. So dead hangs. That's what got you into that. Is there any kind of methodology to that approach? Um, so something that our fellow men over 40, men over 50, men over 60 watching this uh, this podcast right now. What, what started you with that and what kind of benefits are you experiencing from that? Is there an ideal approach to that or is it just a matter of just hanging from a bar?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I started looking at this guy, Ido Portal, who's sort of famous for, for promoting the benefits of hanging. And then I saw Dr. Peter Atia on the Rogan podcast talking about how he expects his uh, kind of elite clients at age 40 to be able, the men, to be able to hang for two minutes. And um, that's a long time, as Rogan pointed out. Um, and so I'm 54 now and I'm, I'm able to do it. It's tough, but I can do it. And I think that is what set my mind in, in, in motion as far as being able to achieve uh, that particular goal. It seemed like I, you know, it would be really tough to get there because like I said, I could barely do a minute before I started training um, and that's, that's really what it is, but yeah, I think there's a lot, there are a lot of benefits. Uh, it's good for my shoulders. I have a little niggling shoulder pain and, uh, it's, it's been good for that. And I, I like to try to hang by, by one arm if I can, or at least partially hang. If I'm not feeling it, I'll support myself a bit, but that that's something that I do pretty much every workout. And we talked about things that you do between sets. I never just sit there and look at my phone except to log my, my, my reps and that sort of thing. But usually I'm doing something I'm hanging, I'm doing some mobility work. And so that's, that's like, hanging is a big component of that intra uh, set activity of mine.
0: Love it. Love it. So, um, kind of walk me through that process. I imagine it's going to help grip strength as well as your shoulders. And that's, that's probably, I think the biggest benefit that I've heard from some other, um, Men over 50 who have been doing the same situation. Lawrence from uh, Fit and 50. I know that has been a key component of helping rehab his shoulders. Um, so you're hanging there, you just try to let yourself relax, or you're trying to breathe. In the beginning, did you find it was your grip that was failing at first, or is it shoulders, or just tough to like? I find it tough, like when I'm hanging, depending on my head position. It can be tough to breathe at, at first and just finding the right, to, the right setup to, to
1: hang there. So, but it feels good. Yeah, I try to mix it up a little bit and do a dead hang and then I'll do a little bit of more active type of hang and um, you can sort of uh, play with that. And, and the other thing I like to do is I like to swing a bit from, uh, from side to side. I find I get a really nice stretch when I do that and it just feels great. I also like to hang upside down with inversion boots from time to time. I haven't been doing that that much, but that's just a, another thing that I, that I do from time to time. I I've got to believe that's, that's gotta be good for you. I would check your doctor before you hang upside down for too long, but um, that's, uh, that's something that uh, that also can help. But yeah, it's, it's my, my grip is, is what used to fail me and I can, uh, I now have a more powerful grip and, if I apply a little bit of uh, liquid chalk or something, I'm good for another 15, 20 seconds. So uh, yeah, that, that's Fair. that's what it is. Also so the calluses tend to hurt after a while too. Uh, they feel like little pellets under your skin and that those can also uh, make it a bit more painful to maintain that tight grip.
0: Very cool. That's a, yeah, that's a practice that I need to work in more often myself. And I, I think it creates a fun, playful, Experience in your yes. workout, as well as just feeling
1: good and being good for you as well. Hundred percent. I, I love doing a little bit of monkey bar work. You have to be careful. You you know we're not kids anymore. You can uh, take something out of whack there, but it, it's it's a lot of fun to to use the the monkey bars we have in our in our gym as well. So.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, are there anything before? I guess we'll we'll get back to body image. Uh, Sorry about that. No, that's it's all great stuff. I freaking I, I love it. It's it's the shared experience and just hearing what my fellow bros are going through and the and their gym experiences. What are what's working for them? What's keeping it fun? What's keeping it exciting? Uh, and just how the different ways they're improving. So, what are some of the the ways that you are focused on improving right now with your physique, your wellness, your overall health, your mobility? What are what are some of your key focuses at this point?
1: Yeah. I do have improvement areas like everybody, and I'm working really hard on them, Um, but it's an incremental process, and you have to fall in love with the idea that incrementalism is the secret of life, and and just by being consistent and showing up, you can make uh, small changes and and build build, uh, improvement on these really micro micro victories every day that are practically uh, impossible to even discern on a day-to-day basis, and that applies throughout life. Um, and you, you benefit when you do that, you benefit from the compound effect, which is just, just like compound interest. It just sort of magically suddenly explodes in, in exponentially in, in the value that you're creating. I mean, I still have a lot of room to improve my VO2 max. We've talked, both of us have talked about our, our ambition to do that. I need to amp up my cardio intensity a bit and maybe work in one high intensity session. I don't want to fry myself, uh, my, but I I think that's something where I could stand to uh, improve my athleticism in that way. I still experience some bloating, uh, based on eating uh, vegetables and a lot of sweet potato and and things that I really rely upon as staples in my diet. I'd like to figure that out. And I'm working on having great posture because I have this interior pelvic tilt tilt that sort of accentuates the belly and you have that Donald duck thing happening. Um, and so I've really been working hard on my posture and, um, keeping a, a, just a pleasant tension in my midsection. I think that's really going to be good for my health to, to crack that one. Uh, I mentioned this uh, sort of nagging shoulder uh, issue, and I've, I've been working hard to keep that joint lubricated and just not to, uh, not to do anything that sets me back. And then on the personal side, I mean, we all have our challenges. Um, I think my one, maybe I mentioned previously that most suffering occurs in the mind. And uh, I tend to ruminate about ways that I could have handled interactions better. And so I know I'm causing myself some unnecessary pain there. And I could talk to you for a long time about about those different different things. But um, it's it's a I'm a work in progress like everybody else. And I'm still tweaking my morning routine, optimizing that, as I mentioned to you. And, And that's been really satisfying to try to get that right. Amidst a lot of competing priorities, so those are generally some areas, Scott, that I would.
0: It's outstanding, wow. and it, I think that's the beauty of it. Because, and that's what I love. I that's that's really what this Jack to forty lifestyle is all about. It's kind of um, the experience that I'm trying to nurture among us fellow men over forty, is just to to be open with all the different areas beyond our. Training beyond our nutrition, what we're trying to improve, just to be our best selves, and uh, it, it, this just ties into like a lot of my jacket for life vlogs. Like I've been sharing a lot about my journaling in the morning, expressing my gratitude, uh, focus on goal setting. I've been talking a lot lately about mindset, a lot. And thanks to you, and and thanks to Aaron, who's been on the podcast as well. Like we're really focused on growth. You and I are going through the optimized coaching. Uh, the mastery program right now, which has been freaking phenomenal. I've been talking about that a lot lately. Um, and I think it's more than just mindset, it just opens your eyes to the possibilities and to not live small and to to really strive for the best version of ourselves. And that ties in everything. It all ties in together. When you have a strong, positive mindset, it's going to have a positive impact on your life and you take care of your body. It, it helps your mindset as well. So it's it's just been great for you and I to be going through this experience together. I think leading up to the past three, four months, I I recognized that there was a lot of negative self-talk in my head as well. I could play back things over and over again. It's probably been one of my biggest breakthroughs in the past few years is just catching myself going, why am I even thinking that stuff? Like it, it either hasn't happened, or I'm putting thoughts to it. I'm thinking, is wondering if this person's thinking all that stuff, they're probably not even thinking about it. It's like we suffer more in our own mind than we do in reality. I think the stoicism there, it's uh, man, we just torture ourselves. So it's it's been great to kind of build that up and try to have that heightened sense of awareness. And
1: now I went off on a little tangent there. <laughs> uh, okay. I, I mean, I just want to say, I'm sure that the audience, your audience, really appreciates your authenticity and your courage uh, when you talk about these things and you are really putting it out there. And um, I'm sure that you are benefiting uh, many, many people. So congratulations on that. I,
0: I appreciate that. It's, it's great to be raw, real, and to bring about discussions that a lot of guys aren't talking about amongst other guys, but it's, it's what we're all going through. We're all going through these, these similar experiences. All right. So let's, let's, let's come back around to, to body image stuff. And at least like, so when it comes to pictures you have, like the pictures you've shared have been like realistic, like, like you said, guys who are similar height, similar age, somewhat similar structure. And, and you're aware of any structural differences. Like I'm, if you've got narrow shoulders, you're not going to look at someone who's got like long clavicle bones. Yeah, I got to have shoulders like him type thing. Um, and you're well aware of some of the guys who may not be natural and you're like, all right, you still got a good physique, but I got to kind of temper my expectations knowing that I'm, well, I'm natural and it's, there's some advantages and disadvantages for them to, that we've got to take into consideration. So when it comes to the comparison game, like, I, I think there's a healthy approach to viewing mm-hmm. others using it as that inspiration and and motivation. But then there's there is the unhealthy aspect of never being satisfied with yourself because you're trying to achieve a level that might not be within your own genetic potential or within your your possibilities there. So talk a little bit about how you kind of temper your expectations and set some ambitious goals, but that are attainable, challenging, yet realistic at the same time.
1: Yeah, you you mentioned optimize.me, and I think that's something that addresses this quite a bit, because I think toxic comparison is something that afflicts people in all walks of life, whether they're involved in in physique training or not, of course. And uh, one thing that sticks out to me is the the stoic concept that envy is the ulcer of the soul, and uh, Teddy Roosevelt said it's the thief of joy and, and, and so on. That's what we're talking about. But I don't think it's so simple just to tell people, uh, don't compare yourself to others because uh, a foundational part of our analytical toolkit is the ability to compare one thing to another. And you know, even if uh, you're not, you're, you're, you purport to be free of comparison, it's happening all around you. And let's be honest, I mean, how you stack up against others uh, superficially, whether it's in the physique area or in other areas of life continues to matter on some level to people. And uh, that exerts pressure on us all. And so there, there are several ways to cope, as you mentioned. Uh, one of them is to be eternally dissatisfied. I think you, you mentioned that never to celebrate your, your important victories because, you know, you could, you, you're looking at Steve Reeves and thinking, you know, why can't I be like that guy? Um, and, and another um, sort of negative way, I would say, that doesn't particularly help, but you see it a lot, is People convincing themselves that they don't want to achieve greatness. <laughs> um, they invest a lot of energy uh, in, in health shortcuts or trying to argue uh, that they're more important priorities than health and, and, and your body and, and the energy that you're bringing to your life. Uh, this is a really popular technique. Um, so I don't, I wouldn't recommend either of those, uh, but uh, to each his own, her own. Uh-huh. And then there's some good ways that we can deal with it also. And um, I I think we're told that comparison is a conclusion. And I think what they mean there is that you don't want to take a single data point and uh, cherry pick that data point and then try to build a whole case around it. That's flawed analysis um, in in terms of comparing yourself to someone else in terms of their body or their moment to moment happiness or the pleasure they're getting from life. So the lesson there is is really to play the hands you're dealt with. And everybody has some lousy cards. Everybody has some great cards. Everybody has some cards that could be uh, good or bad, depending on the situation, frankly. It's just a matter of, of, of using, using the hand you're dealt as, as best you can and really putting in the effort um, and making the most of your own life and enjoying your problems. You don't want anybody else's problems. And I can tell you just one example that comes to mind. I had a coach in college who looked like a Viking god And everywhere he went, people admired him, and uh, he got loads of attention. And I got to know him really well. And after I did, all I could think was, okay, uh, I'm grateful for the blessings I have, and I have nothing but compassion for this person. And we're all complex creatures. We don't want to be denying our own humanity or the humanity of others by just looking at one attribute or Maybe looking at one act that somebody did and saying, well, I'm going to judge that person based on that single act and, and so on. And, and so I think part of the way around those negative feelings maybe has something to do with compassion and um, being, being compassionate for everybody because we're all on, on some kind of journey. And maybe you can be of service to the person who's just starting out, maybe overweight. In physical decline, but you can also be of service to that person whose physique you admire for you know in other ways. So, anyway, I've that, those are my thoughts.
0: Excellent, and, and man, just see it's so many things going through my mind in that regards. Uh, one of my business mentors he shared something, a little story I forget, I, I'm totally paraphrasing here, but uh, if we were to all throw our shoes into one big pile, like which you actually want to grab someone else's shoes and walk a mile in them type of thing. Like it's, it makes you think about, you know, okay, my, I got some troubles, but they're probably not as bad as I think they are and not as bad as some others out there. I'll, I'll just keep my shoes right now and continue, uh, walking in them. Uh, and another thing, man, I'm I'm forgetting the whole quote here, something that I've been hearing in the, in the optimized program, uh, something along the lines of like, Kind of conforming to the profoundly sick society out there, like
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. it is no measure of health uh, to be uh, profoundly or sorry to be well adapted to a profoundly sick society.
0: Exactly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't. That's
0: <laughs> that has resonated with me big time, and I find that like whenever I hear people say, "Why don't you live a little?" I mean, I'm living fantastic. I think I treat myself <laughs> as much. And my lifestyle, I think, is a treat each and every day. Um, but I'm living a lot. <laughs> and and the whole idea of living a little, come get hammered with me. Eat more of this. Come on, I know you're stuffed, but shove another bucket of fries down your throat. Like That's the norm. But that's a yeah. profoundly sick society. It's why our obesity rate is getting way up there. And people are just... I think dissatisfied with themselves. Like that's not, that's not something to strive for. Um, And yeah, I do think people are selling themselves short. Like I said, I think there's a lot of even coaches and messaging, like I said, to each their own, if that's it. But I think people really embrace this whole uh, just chill, like don't, don't strive for more, like have, have that cheeseburger and stuff. And yeah, have that cheeseburger. But I think it's like, it gets taken too far. Uh, I think in a lot of cases and makes people again live smaller than they should be. Um, I think it is great to have bigger, more ambitious goals, And, and again, something that we talk that comes up a lot in the, uh, the optimized coaching program there. Is it Marcus Aurelius that uh, no, no, it's um, Maslow. Yeah. Um, what is it something what man can achieve he must achieve like it's within yeah. our like you got it. like it, it, it's gonna eat you to not live to your potential like it's there's i think that an internal drive within us is like you, you know you're selling yourself short and there's kind of that level of dissatisfaction or like what your life could be if you challenged your yourself more and, and stepped up to the plate
1: yeah, I I fully agree, and I I love this really powerful uh, story that I did learn some time back from from Brian Johnson in that program, which is the and we just covered it recently about uh, hell is 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 where you meet the person you could have been <laughs> had you brought your a game <laughs> to life. I mean that's I'm paraphrasing, and I think I've mentioned that before, but that that's that's the concept, and uh, it, it's. For me, it's, it's an inspiring one. You're always trying to close the gap between who you are and your best self. And it's, it's just, you're never going to be perfect. It's a, a guiding star, not a distant shore that you're going to reach one day and be perfect. Um, but uh, that's, that's, that's it. I mean, you just have to keep on reaching. And th- this other thing that we hear a lot in that program is you'll never be exonerated from future challenges. Some people get really afraid when they hear that. But what I think is that means the universe will always offer you limitless opportunities to experience triumph and joy, because you're always going to be presented with a new challenge of some kind. And some of the challenges are going to be really great and really enjoyable. And some of them are going to have their rough spots. But it's all fuel for our personal growth. There are no bad events or problems. It's all happenings
0: hundred percent. A hundred percent. It's, it's, it, it, it's, uh I, I did a post at the beginning of the year. uh I think the like first day of, of this year, second day of this year, um, we had a snowstorm and like, I'm like, oh, this is mother's mother nature's way of, of coming in with a challenge or whatever. I'm like, bring on, bring it on, like bring on the challenges of 2022. And I'm like, oh boy, what did I just, <laughs> what did I just do? What am I asking? Uh Bring upon myself, but at the same time, like, like okay, it scares me to think that I'm in like want challenges to come my way, but at the same time, like that's what I need to grow. They don't make it too too hard on me, but uh, at the same time, again, it's like challenge me, challenge me, so I can grow and become a better version of myself. And uh, I just I love these, I love the conversations about growth in all aspects of our life because I think that, that truly makes things fulfilling and it and it, it and it has you look at. Your training different, your nutrition different, and just how it all ties in together. Like, is my training enhancing all aspects of my life? Is my nutrition enhancing my life? Like, are you the person who's like, who is just only eating a salad in front of other people and never enjoying some of the stuff that you enjoy? Or do you actually enjoy that salad when you're in front of your people and doing what resonates best with you? Like, this feels I'm going to have a chicken salad right now because I freaking love this chicken salad. I don't care what anyone else thinks. There's just so many different aspects of how we grow. And, and again, it comes to knowing knowing what resonates best with, with us and, and brings us joy rather than, again, trying to conform to anyone else's goals and what's best for them. Um, All right. I think that's enough rambling from me. <laughs> we could go on and on forever. This stuff, it's been fantastic.
1: It has been. And I will, I, next time I hope to hear from you about, uh, some of the changes that you've made to your training, particularly the, uh, the fact that you've gone from five to five sessions to 4 I'm really interested in that. So,
0: uh, yeah, we'll, we'll dive into I, that. Maybe I'll have you grill me. Uh, and one of the upcoming podcasts <laughs> just to yeah because it is it, it is fun and it's an evolution i really think it's an evolution it's never about i i think what i see out there a lot oftentimes and i've been guilty of it myself is you find an approach that works for you and you're like this is the best freaking way ever like i used to yep. be body body part split routines it's the best it's what i've always done it works for me right forget the full body stuff and now i'm like you know what it's it's all great. And it all just depends the timing of your life. Like this is the best for me right now, four days per week. Isn't the best it's the best for me right now because it's allowing me to do other things in my life. So yeah, we can expand more deeper on that in, in future podcasts, but uh, uh, yeah, it's a journey and there is, I think the more you, there's no right or wrong. It's just an experimentation and, and doing what suits you best in this moment in time right now. Mario, my brother, dude, I just, I love talking with you. You fire me up. I'm so glad we're going through this self-growth process together, this journey together, sharing our experiences in regards to our, our training, our nutrition, what's working for us, how we're improving our mobility our measure our own goalposts and how we're, we're trying to improve incrementally in all different aspects of our life and the challenges that we're facing. And so so I just I enjoy I appreciate so much you sharing and you always do it in such a you got a, a a great way of of conveying your, your messaging and, and speaking. And, and it's just uh, I know it's really resonated really well with with a lot of my fellow our fellow Jack the F 40 men out there. So I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to join us today. I really look forward to talking with you once again. I really look forward to the day where we can record an episode together in person uh, after a great killer workout session and everything. So look forward to heading out your way to Thailand, um, in the future, hopefully very near future would be fantastic.
1: Come on down. Absolutely. Thank you, Scott. Really appreciate Um, it.
0: I love it, brother. All right. We'll talk again soon again. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. If you did, please do us a favor, smash that thumbs up button. We'd love to hear your comments, your thoughts, your insights, your feedback down in the comment section below. If you have any questions that you would, that's probably what I should have did in the first place. Like start asking the audience, like what they would like to know from you. Cause they're always asking when's Mario going to come back on So what, what kind of questions would they ask you so we can bring up in future episodes as well. Um, And as always, before you go, don't forget to download your free guide, Jacked After 40. Have yourself an amazing day. We'll catch you in the next podcast.